0: Thanks for joining me. All right. So welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. I have brought back a return guest again. So today is episode 201 with Patricia Jehufka. Did I get your name? Did I get Yes! It right? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yours is one of the trickiest ones when it's spelled out and so i always look to your twitter account just to double check like i've known you long enough that it's like second nature but i always have to like double check um your last (laughs) appearance for anybody keeping track was november 29th 2018 for episode 15 of the lifestyle chase isn't that crazy
1: Holy moly.
0: <laughs> so like time flies, like we, we used to be neighbors in some capacity. Yeah. We're just down a couple blocks and it's just uh, yeah. crazy how much things can change. And probably everybody's been through a roller coaster of a couple of years. I know that uh, you've shared a lot of your journey on social media and just like it's uh, nobody's path is all that easy. But if we go at the micro level, how was your day today?
1: Uh, you know what, today was actually kind of tough. Um, so I just, uh, just started a, an MS drug for the first time. Um, and so um, it was split up between like two half doses for the first one. And so I just got my second half dose on September seventh, And so it's just been kind of adjusting to that medication. And um, there's kind of ups and downs, which I'm already sort of used to with MS. But yeah, um, this is just different so <laughs> it's like just kind of trying to figure out what's normal what's not um what I can deal with and you know what's what's a bigger concern so it's just a whole new uh a whole new kind of thing to deal with but um yeah so it's just just yeah I, the morning was a bit tougher and as the as the day went on I kind of pushed through and still managed to work the whole day and yeah now it's now it's a bit better.
0: That's good. I mean, every time that I've looked at your posts and the things that you share about your life with MS, like it gives me so much uh, humbling perspective, because I don't think a lot of people really think of other people's lives. I think sometimes they often they're very self-centered and they think, oh, no, like, woe is me, like they're not able to go to a restaurant or they're not able to do this, not able to do that. And I don't think they consider um the human experience of people where they didn't choose to have something and yet they face it with such a a great attitude like anybody that knows you would agree that no matter what gets in your way you're able to face it with uh, some serious like perseverance and determination and like um it is the reason why you've been recognized by the community. And it is the reason why so many people know who you are. But like, if anybody needs like a reality check, they should just like imagine themselves living in your shoes for a day and how you're still able to show up on a podcast and you're still able to have a smile on your face, no matter what's going on. But like, let's kind of go through your life since your last on the show, like you don't need to give all the details, but like, what's what's kind of transpired for you? What's kind of unfolded and and happened for you?
1: It's so funny because I feel like <laughs> like twenty eighteen and then you know twenty nineteen was was pretty good and uh and then the last I don't know I feel like the last however you know t- two years let's just even say it, it just it feels like they have gone so fast but so slow at the same time so it's like it's almost like a blur but then also like it's like a blur because it's slow but then at at some points it's like a blur because it's fast and so um yeah i don't know i guess 20 2018 like i'm still sort of working the same job um i transitioned to pretty much working from home um which for me has actually been like fabulous because um, you know, as tough as it was to lose, um, being able to go to the place that I love to exercise and, you know, um, in-person volunteering and things like that. Um, working from home, I've been able to, you know, it's taken a lot of discipline, but I've been able to exercise sort of at lunch. And then that kind of frees up the rest of my evenings to, to have, you know, somewhat of a, a f- like life or free time, you know, and, um, yeah, like it's just helped me manage my MS a little bit better because I feel like um, exercise is always a part of me managing it. And so um, being able to incorporate that throughout the day versus like, you know, having to end my day with it or getting up super early, like it just kind of, it just gives me a little bit more balance. And then I used to find that um, with MS, like by the end of the day, like I was very like, t- like fatigued and brain fog and, you know, like I, I could really feel some of the MS symptoms sneaking in and um, yeah, just, just being able to have that boost at lunch, like makes a whole world of difference for, for the afternoon. Um, but at the same time, um, just with everything, uh, you know, I, I started a, a new relationship at the end of 2019 and um, like, my free evenings became helping my partner with, uh, with his, you know, I don't want to say disaster, but with his trying to navigate um, the ever-changing landscape of, of, you know, the closures and restrictions and all these things. And um, I very quickly learned to, pretty much every, every role in a restaurant there is. And, uh, I had never worked in one before, so it was a very steep learning curve for me, but, um, so yeah, so it was, it's been a lot of, um, you know, just kind of managing my, my own day-to-day life and adjusting to, to this new sort of new normal. And then, um, and then, yeah, trying to help him along the way. And I mean, along the way, we also decided, um, you know, because of certain restrictions and everything, you know, we moved in together pretty quickly. We didn't really even realize it. And then um, realized that we also, you know, had the same desire to um, to move on to an acreage. So took that on uh, at the end of 2020. And, uh, you know, I, I keep seeing all those funny um, things that are like you know, the different things that you did in, in, uh, quarantine or whatever. And, and, uh, we did fail. We got a, we got a, um, uh, a COVID puppy. So <laughs> we also have that. So she keeps me busy, but is another great, um, just great for both my mental health and physical health because, you know, um, she gets me moving on the days where, um, that are tough, that I don't really feel like I want to. And, and, uh, you know, she needs to go for a walk. And so, yeah, so it's just, feel like it's been a lot of ups and downs and a lot of, um, just sometimes just surviving sometimes, you know, doing better than I thought I would be. Um, but I said this kind of right at the beginning of, of, you know, when everything started going down is, um, living with MS has almost, I feel like it's given me like, a an advantage <laughs> in all of this because, um, yeah, just living with MS, like you just have to, like, you just have to roll with anything it gives you. And so I feel like, you know, as, as things were uncertain, and there was changes, and there was this, and there was that, like, that's just something that I'm so used to. And, um, you know, like living life, um, you know, just living life with MS, like, I feel like every single thing that you do, um, you almost, you know, as time goes on, it's, it's almost unconscious, but you consider MS in almost every decision that you make and everything that you do. And so, um, you know, when this, this, this new kind of thing came around and it was like, okay, like, yeah, let's just add that, you know, and, and, uh, that's just another thing that you kind of have to keep in mind. And so, yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I felt, I felt like I was just so much better prepared for this to just like roll with things. And it was, you know, I just, I found myself not getting as, frustrated by everything that changed on a dime and you know having to adapt to to new rules and new restrictions like it just i just did it and i feel like most people that live with ms that is what it is you just do it so yeah
0: (laughs) well i think that's the power (laughs) of perspective like sometimes when people aren't willing to see the world through somebody else's eyes they miss out on the ability to see how like sometimes you just have to like grit your teeth and deal with it like do something that's going to make everything work like you talked about how you learn the roles of a restaurant to make your partnership work to show support like that uh, compassion for one another because it's it's a two-way street but like every friendship every connection takes understanding of how your human experience impacts somebody else and yeah. it's like how I see it through what I see in your social media and everything that you share is just that you have a very keen understanding of like your role in somebody else's life, whether it be, um, spider Mabel and how you've been able to really be like kind of a, a mentor for her and also be able to see the lessons that she can impart on people older than her. Like all sure. these different things that, that you've, uh, accumulated over the last few years, um, it leaves sort of like a trail of lessons and perspective and just like almost like encouragement in the most bizarre, most discouraging situations. Um, well, yeah, go ahead.
1: I, I feel like I I feel like I've lived a lot of my life understanding the fact that or not, not even understanding the fact, but realizing that I can learn something from everyone. It doesn't matter how old they are uh what they look like you know what the like what their background is what their education level is like i just i just feel like i'm just so open to trying to learn from people and i think a lot of this is a a struggle too because I also, (laughs) I also realize that there are a lot of people who are smarter than me. Um, And, you know, just today is a perfect example. You know, like I, I'm looking at some of the latest and greatest research that's coming out around MS and it's, it's mind boggling, like the things that these researchers are coming up with. And I'm just, I have a hard time understanding why people can't can't like grasp that right to just be able to be like you know what this person might know more than me and it doesn't matter you know what they look like or whatever you know like there's just there's just so many aspects of it that it's just like sometimes like like yes we are entitled to our own opinions but I can have an opinion of what's wrong with your car and it doesn't mean I'm a mechanic, and it doesn't mean you should listen to me, right? Like you should listen to the person that, that knows about it, right? And so that that has been my struggle also because, you know, there's there is a lot of things that people are are struggling with right now, and and I'm having a not a hard time. Like I I I, it, I can I can sympathize and empathize with people because a lot of the things that people are struggling with right now are things that people with MS dealt with long before anything right now happened. Like the isolation, there are people that are my age that are living in long-term care facilities um, who are alone and they don't have visitors and they don't have, you know, like they, they don't, they didn't have iPads, they didn't have all these other things. And now all of a sudden, when this became an issue for everyone, all of a sudden, this was such an easy thing to, to get for people and, you know, all make all these connections, like, um, the MS Society has a friendly visiting program for people that are, are, are feeling isolated. And, bef- you know, before this, not everyone had a concept of what that feels like. And now I was so, I was really hopeful that by experiencing these last couple months that that it would make people more empathetic and and realize a, and like what people are going through and it's and it's really tough to see that I don't think that's what's happening um but I was really I was really hopeful and I'm, I'm still hopeful like I'm still optimistic that maybe we'll come out of this on the other side and and people will get that but um like yeah like there's this is there's a lot of people that that are that we're dealing with with a lot of this stuff stuff before. And I'm just hoping that, that uh, we keep that in mind as we go forward. Right.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Well, I mean, you pointed out a lot that like, uh, could be very enlightening for people that wouldn't have even thought about it. They, they wouldn't have even thought that like, yeah, they're connected. They got all these devices. They, they know how to reach people, but not everybody does. And they might be able to go and see people now, but not everybody is. And like, that is something that I think can move the needle pretty far as far as society goes in that sense of community because like community is a very frequently used word that I often find does not encompass everybody in the geographical area um, and I think it's important for people to look around at their neighborhood and be able to include everybody that is included in there the people who are struggling the the people who not, may not have all the same abilities or opportunities. Like, they still live in your community. And how how can we all support each other in a real way and not just like a uh, say it but do something different kind of way, if, if that makes sense. Um, something that I was thinking about as I was preparing for this interview was just like, the the lessons that so many of my past guests have gotten from the past, like, let's say from 2020 until now, um, they're going to be very different from the lessons that you've gotten. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to know, like, what, what kind of stands out to you the most as being, like, the things that you kind of want to carry forward in, in the years to come?
1: Hmm. This is an interesting one because, like, I... Hey. I was kind of talking about this and and it wasn't like, it's not necessarily like, you know, everybody is going to be impacted um, in this situation, I guess. And, um, but I think one of the things that really, that I've struggled with is, um, you know, like just in terms of MS, obviously there's no, never any guarantees, it's unpredictable, but, you know, you have some sense of some of the risks and, and, and what things might look like. And so, you know, generally speaking, as, as we, you know as you get older you know you have the the risk of progressing and things like that and so um what people don't realize is like you know the last 2 3 years um i might have lost 2 3 years of the, the only healthy years you know quote unquote healthy years that i'm going to get and so you know um i think it's just reinforced to me um the need to just kind of live life to the fullest and like that you have one, you have one shot at this. Right. And so, you know, um, what are you going to do with it? Right. Like um, there's the things that people are kind of, you know, get stressed about and all these other things and things out of our control. And, and I think just really reiterating the fact that like the things that you can't control, like if you just, let them eat you up, like you're just losing, you're just losing out, right? Because um, it's been, it's been interesting, like having a, a you know, Paul's little one um, around too, because um, it's so easy to to see, like with kids, right? Where, you know, if something doesn't go exactly the way that they, they, they want it to, or they think it's going to go, um, they kind of almost like shut down. And it's like, on the one hand I get it right because you're like you know you're looking forward to something and you thought it was going to go this way and 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 then it doesn't and so I think that the the greater lesson that you can take from this all is just because it didn't go your way you can you can you know if you're you know nine sit on the couch and pout and you know not want to do anything or you know And as an adult, it's the same thing. You can say, well, you know, like, I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, or it didn't go my way, I'm just going to be angry and upset. Or you can look at it and be like, okay, uh, you know, there's, there's so many situations that you can look at where you, where you, it didn't go the way that you wanted to, but you still go ahead with it. And it ends up being one of the most incredible experiences of your life. And you were totally not expecting it. Or it's still kind of not great because it's, you know, not what you wanted it to be, but you know, like you at least didn't just, just spend the the rest of the day sitting on the couch. Right. And so like, it's just sort of that, that like, just being able to make the best of situations um, I think is, is, is something that I don't know. Like, it's just that feeling of like, you only have the one, the one shot at this. Right. And, and you know, at some point you have to realize that some of the things that you're holding on to are just wasting those, you know, good, good times, good years. Right. And so, um, and, and I mean, like at the same time, like we all have those crappy days where it's like, you're totally entitled to them and it does, you know, sometimes it's just does, something's not going your way and maybe you do need to just sit on the couch and be sad and that's okay too. Um, but yeah, like just I think that kind of ability to to reframe and, and, and kind of look for the positives and look for how you can make it better and, and yeah, just move forward, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, like there's a lot of stuff that you talked about there, like reframing being a key word. Um, I yeah. think reframing has helped a lot of people. I mean... Um, in this past year, I've had some, some counseling sessions where we talked about reframing my situation and I found Mm -hmm. that extremely beneficial, which is why I often like mention that that is part of my wellness routine because it kind of, uh, empowers other people to kind of seek out whatever that they need. But to reframe in any situation is kind of what helps us to push forward because you talked about how, like, you know, no matter who is listening to the show, their time is limited. Nobody that listens mm-hmm. to this podcast is immortal. Like yeah. we we all have like an end date and we do have to capitalize on, on what life brings us. And we do have to look for the opportunities. And you kind of, you talked about um, seeing the value and what everybody brings in a diverse group of people, like the lessons that can be taught and um, giving credit to the academia and giving credit to the life experiences, but just like seeing the value in the people who are already here rather than waiting for um, somebody that is on this level of prestige to come to us kind of thing. Like the, the way I see it is um, throughout all of the people that I've interviewed, every interview brought something with it no matter hmm. whether the the guest had 300,000 Instagram followers or like 70. I mean, yep. and that's kind of the way that uh, we can get through life. Like life is not made to be easy. It comes with its lessons and its challenges and its tests. And it has this wicked way of dealing some people even more challenges and more tests. And yet they find ways to reframe just, just as you do. Um, something that, uh, kind of pops into my head often when I'm kind of thinking about just like the last couple years and you talked about supporting Paul with, with everything that he's doing. What was something that caught you off guard that you learned throughout like the restaurant experience, um, that you're like, Oh, wow. I didn't expect to take this from this experience or wow, this tested me, but I actually did it. I pulled it off.
1: Hmm. <laughs> um. Whew. I yeah, I don't know. This is I, I guess this is a tough one because I, I don't I don't necessarily think I did anything like spectacular. I think I was just sort of there whenever he needed something, but something that really was eye opening to me. Um and I was kind of talking about this and I swear now I'm gonna say it and it's gonna happen, but I as much as I don't experience a lot of hate on the internet like personally um you know I get a lot of people that kind of have some opinions and differing opinions and things like that but in general um I don't I don't get a lot of it and being you know at Paul by like Paul's side and and you know helping him with some of the social media and things like that um people are just mean (laughs) like and um just and again, I think it. I think it is the inability to see things from other people's perspectives. You know, like I don't know. And then this isn't from being with Paul. Like I feel like you know I've had negative experiences uh, at restaurants or you know from customer service and all these other things. And I just I don't think I've ever like gone out of my way to be mean about it. It's either a conversation that you have, or you're sort of like, you know, realizing that like this person might've been having a bad day and I have bad days and they're allowed to have bad days. And, you know, I, I feel like I have that ability to, to, to be able to do that, that I don't need to, to go off on someone or, you know, give them a bad review or this or that. And, um, Whereas there are a lot of people that just have, like, I don't know if they just need, like, want to be mean or just almost have, like, an unrealistic expectation of, you know, like, one of the greatest examples is, like, takeout, right? Like, takeout versus uh, eating in a restaurant, right? Like, most people can understand that, like, from the time that you get your food to the time that you get home it's not going to be as fresh as when you have it at the restaurant like this just it's just not possible um and then you know enter the fact that maybe you're 10 minutes late to pick up your food so your food was ready 10 minutes ago and then you know you don't it's a 20 minute drive to get home so now you're 30 minutes and like the fact that people can't realize that your food's are not going to be warm by then, and if you were on time, it might have been. Or you know, like uh, there's just yeah, like there's just that, and I don't know what it is. Like this inability to look at a situation and be like, this isn't actually the the restaurant's fault. Like, or this isn't this, or you know, or or just having these like crazy expectations that yeah, like your food is going to taste exactly the same as if you order it and you get it and you're sitting and eating versus driving you know half an hour right like it is that I don't know just that inability to to to, like check your like perspective or I don't know so yeah that was that was kind of a a tricky one but but honestly like I would say probably overall um just yeah just just being able to to get through (laughs) some of the stuff like helping Paul like I said i never been in that industry before and so for me like everything was like oh my god like i did this right and so like even if it was just like punching fries right like (laughs) or um you know for the longest time i was i was the one that made all of the milkshakes right and so it was just yeah like for being someone that's never done it before at the end of every day i was like yeah
0: (laughs) Well, it's cool that you have like the attitude to take on something new and just be like, let's see what we can do here. Like, let's, let's see what happens. Like, let's make this milkshake. Let's punch these fries kind of thing. Because some people don't even take the chance on those opportunities. Like when, when I've talked to a lot of like fitness professionals, cause there's a lot of trainers that are on this podcast. And when I've talked to them, I've talked about like how much I have benefited from my other jobs outside of being a trainer and from from every single job not only the jobs that I've had for years but the jobs that I've had for maybe one year or a few months because it kind of layers on to my ability to see um how someone else would show up and to kind of understand like the logistics like you talk about how the fo- food cools down in transit and some people don't even think about that they're like well I mean it it's from this place. And when I normally have it from this place, it's nice and warm, but they don't think about, well, how is it going to stay warm in the Uber car? Or how is it going to stay warm in your vehicle? Like, unless those things are in place, like science is going to cool it off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, like I, uh, and it's funny because I, I feel the same way about volunteer work. And I think people also don't, don't, um, don't really realize that. Um, because like, for me, uh, the the current job that I'm in, um, I was so I you know like I work for the for the provincial government and I was in one role and then you know an opportunity came up and um, it, like one of the reasons that I was looked at for it was because of my experience through volunteer work so. You know, like I have so many skills and so many things that I've learned through volunteer work that I I never would have had otherwise. And so, like skills, experiences, you know, um, and and like you talk about community, right? Like you're building a as much as community is where you live. Community is sort of people that you connect with. Community can now we've we've really seen it can be virtual. Um, but the interesting thing is. One of the things that I love the most, and I think when I do share, I try to do it in a way that is not just for people with living with MS. Like, I think I I really try to share things in a way that resonates with people, and I get a lot of those messages where it's like, I'm not living with MS, but I have diabetes, or, you know, I'm struggling with arthritis you know like there's just so many so many so many people are are dealing with things that we don't realize and um yeah like I think I just I don't think anything that I necessarily do is is special but I um you know like just the, the way that I look at it like I know that there's a lot of people that struggle I know um you know it's funny that you say like you know like you look at me and and people don't realize and you know think or, or people don't sort of grasp that other people are struggling but I, I do the same thing you know like there's there's other people that are living with MS that I that I know very well or who are, who are going through you know more disease activity you know lots of different things and so I I look at them as well and it it constantly reminds me that even on the days that I'm struggling I still I still feel lucky and today was it's such a such an interesting example for me because you know like I I, I use exercise to manage my MS and um, the medication has made it a little bit more challenging and so it's it's made me have to kind of listen to my body a bit better and you know take breaks when I need them and it really reframes um, those days where you really don't want to exercise and it's tough and you're struggling through it and you're just like I hate this like today, I'm sitting here wishing that I felt good enough to exercise. And so I am, these are the days that I hold on to, for when I do have those tougher workout days, where it's like, I don't want to do this. And it's like, but I can do it, right. And it it feels and it feels good. It feels good at the end. And so today, like, are these are the the, the tough days are the ones that I hold on to, for my own inspiration to be like, hey, remember that day where like, you would have given anything to be able to exercise do it right like
0: (laughs) well I mean it goes back to like a lot of people's experience with exercise isn't going to be that they always want to do it like Uh even trainers who like our whole identity revolves around fitness in some way shape or form like we got other stuff going on but like people often think that a trainer is just like married to the gym but we're also, like, sitting on the couch feeling sorry for ourselves, and we have to kind of will ourselves to do it. But then what helps is, like, honestly, just, like, realizing that, like, if, if we have the capabilities and, like, the energy to do something, like, why, why not? Like, why not apply ourselves? Why not uh, just give it a shot, see what happens, just uh, put one foot in front of the other kind of thing? And that's something that if more people – thought about it that way they'd take on a lot of diverse opportunities not necessarily just like fitness in the gym but like for any writers out there or I mean people who are aspiring to be a podcast host like if they go back to my episode 15 they're gonna see a a lot of episodes that came after it and I could have stopped at any one of those or I could have never even started the show like everything starts with that first step that first action Um, so when we think about things that, that start, that keep getting momentum, is there anything that in the last three months that you've started doing that, um, has been a change or like, aside from like medication and, and MS related, but just like, kind of like lifestyle or the way you see things or anything like that?
1: Uh, well, so I did, I I don't know if it's within the last three months, but I did finally like Um, make a website (laughs) Um, and it's funny because um, I've realized that um, it's like social media is funny right like if, if your captions are too long people lose interest I'm guilty of it myself right like that's why videos are you know skyrocketing in popularity and all these things but um, I realized that maybe, you know, some of the captions that I was writing are were better suited for, like, a blog post. And um, it just kind of, what I realized, especially in the last probably, I'd say probably two, three months, and as I, as I work you know, was working towards where I am now, a lot of what I write, um, as much as it is for, you know, People and you know, t- a lot of it is you know, to make people feel less alone for something to resonate with people. You know, um, it's also for me, um, t- it's I was, I you know, like I I, I have a, a, a psychologist that she specializes at, in MS, and I've been seeing her for years. And that was probably of all of the things I've ever done. You know, when I was starting to see her, was probably one of the smartest things because it is like it's like a it's a work in progress and so many of the things that i'm experiencing and that i'm sharing as much as it is for other like i'm sharing it for other people to feel less alone i'm sharing it because writing it makes me be able to deal with it better you know like writing it down it's almost like having a conversation with myself and you know working with her especially over the last couple months has been so interesting because in my experience i feel like and, and you know she she actually made me do this you know she set up two other chairs and there's two other versions of me that are always kind of i'm always in a battle with and by starting this website and writing these things out it's almost like i'm able to talk to those other parts of me that that are the ones that i struggle with so you know MS comes with this, like, constant feeling like there's just this unknown and you can't control it. And for me, I'm someone that is long before MS. I'm someone that has struggled with never feeling like I'm enough. Like, no matter what I do, it's not enough. And, you know, wherever that came from, whether it was, you know, when I was young and in school, right, like, getting good marks. Like, they were never high enough. They were never this. I was never... The, you know, and, and, and no one was ever really making me feel that way. Like, you know, to a degree, my parents wanted me to do well, but they were never, it was never like them telling me like, oh, you're not enough. And I don't know where that started. um, But over the years, especially like in my kind of young adulthood, like it just got worse because I just, I everything that would happen, I would just look at it as I'm not enough. This is not enough. I'm not enough. And so, um, you know, from, uh, one of the things that that I've really realized in this last little while too is, is because of social media and all of these images that are out there growing up, there was always all these images of, of what like, you know, perfection looks like. And, and I know so many women now struggle with this, like, you don't look like the people in the you know 17 magazine for me when I was growing up right like and and no one ever told us that those images were real we just thought that that was what you're supposed to look like and so it I don't know you know that didn't help either just that not constantly not feeling enough I don't look like this person I'm not good enough I'm not good enough I'm not good enough and so especially in the last little while where I'm now, you know, looking at my my life and how I've managed MS and and taking on this, this new medication, I really had to have these conversations with myself to say, like, this isn't that you're not enough. Isn't that what you were doing wasn't enough. It's just you need to try something different. And before having those conversations in those two chairs, three chairs with myself, because one chair is the one that's telling me constantly that I'm not enough and I'm not good enough. The other chair is actually this like backup to that one. That's sort of like the like person that can kind of justify why that person's, why that version of me is saying that, like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And then the other side of the other side of me is just sad and tired because I'm tired of making myself feel like I'm not good enough. And, and having this other person, other, like other version of myself trying to back, you know, this, this not good enough person up. And it's, it, it, it was, it was exhausting to try and argue with myself um, to, to say that I'm enough. Like I don't have to be, I want to, and you know, realizing that I should be like strong and not skinny, and I don't have to be, you know, perfect, and I'm not the best at this, and I don't have to be the best at that, you know, like all all of these things. Like so, being able to write this down and ha- almost like have these conversations with myself, as much as it was to share with other people, I think it it has really helped me as well. And so, yeah, so I think. The website is is kind of the, would be the big thing.
0: (laughs) Well, I like that. That gave so much to unpack because basically like the flow of this conversation is ever evolving. I kind of went into this knowing like your origin story, knowing the things that would impact our lives, the things that would impact your life. And I like that you brought up the website because I was giving it a read. And I was like, you know, like this is an important aspect of like, Someone who is in the public eye to be able to express things through their eyes, not always through how it's perceived through like if, if your legacy was just based on every interview that you did, it wouldn't necessarily be your direct voice. It would be someone else's um, representation of your voice, which is still good, but it's not going to be as cathartic as you getting the opportunity to just like put it all out there. Uh And you talked about the long Instagram captions and I definitely, I understand long Instagram captions. I myself do many, many of those. And I read
1: them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Like that is something that like popped into my head, bringing you back on the show because I actually noticed I was like, oh, like Patricia is like actually liking my podcast posts and paying attention to things. And that made me feel pretty good about all the effort that I put into it. Because sometimes I do the show and I'm like, I don't even know if anybody's listening, but I'm just going to keep doing it and no matter how like stressed I get or discouraged I get. Um, you talked about the the feeling of feeling like not enough. And honestly, there's guys and girls, people of all shapes and sizes that are going to be thinking about that. Like they're going to be thinking about how for once in their life, they actually feel seen, like maybe not in their life, but in their week, they're hearing somebody just say it like it is instead of trying to be someone that they're not. They're hearing someone say like, these are my inner struggles. These are the things that I deal with. Lots of people have those multiple voices in their head. I know I for one do. I can I can be honest about that. And it's just
1: yep. Or put him put him in a chair and have a conversation with them and it'll like blow your mind. Like because it's like then you're like, no, right? Like you're like, no, like who who told you that? Like and and it's your own self, right? Like it's just like trying to you know when you unpack this and actually like put like move yourself into these different chairs and speak to yourself in these ways. And you're just like, and you know, like, I, I remember, I remember coming back to the, 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 you know, me chair and and crying because I was just like, look, why do I talk to myself like this? Like no one else talks to me like this. Why do I talk to myself like this? Right. And so, yeah, like, yeah, I'm obviously I'm not a psychologist, you know, I'm not a, a pro, but it, it like, this is just, I don't know. It was something that really opened my eyes to, to, to just, if you take anything away, just, just, just look at how you talk to yourself, right? When you're, when, when everything else is quiet and and uh, and you know, you hear your own voice saying something to you. Just listen to it and 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 really listen to it and and realize or like try and try and see where it's coming from, right? Like,
0: well, I mean, in in my own experiences, like a lot of my initial counseling sessions that I had where I was basically just like putting everything out on the table. They heard it with like an unbiased view and they were able to construct it in an organized fashion and deliver it back to me. And like, I felt really good about myself when I was able to kind of see um, what I had gone through and what upset me, but what I achieved despite what upset me kind of thing. Uh So for a person that's kind of thinking, well, like, how, how could I possibly do that? Well, it's just like writing out like everything that just genuinely makes you mad and like why it makes you mad and like naming those things and naming the things that uh, upset you and set you off and listing it out and then starting to uh, really look at it and be able to like deconstruct and be like, this doesn't have power over me anymore because I'm still here. And Uh no matter what, like this person said, whether it was just your inner monologue or it was maybe like a keyboard cowboy on like the internet review site or something like those things, like when we are still here, despite everything that gets tossed our way, like Uh that is a brick in our brick wall. And at the end of the day, we just have to do whatever it takes to protect the house. That's like an expression that I've been using as of late because I really like it. Um, protecting like who you are and how healthy you are, and how your brain is, how your uh, self awareness is, like how you feel about yourself in the morning, what you believe that you're capable of versus what you let yourself believe that you're capable of, sort of thing. Um, yeah. Lots to uh, get from that. And something that I wanted to segue into as we're kind of going to the end of this episode was like, what I find to be helpful is seeing the the lens that other people see me through. So if I were to like pick like my siblings and my closest friends and just get them to describe me, I've been like shocked with how, how they describe me is completely opposite to what I would ever expect. Even though I never would assume that it would be that negative, when they are actually honest and forthcoming with what they see in me it is always a boost. And I think with that being said, to be able to showcase that in other people, us as people's friends and, and people's coworkers and stuff, for us to be able to point out the things that are great in others is going to give them that boost that they need in a tough time. Um, with that said, like, have you, as of late, experienced any moments where somebody gave you a boost when you really needed one on like a tough day?
1: <laughs> today. <laughs> I actually, it's funny. I, uh, I, uh, there's like, I, there's a couple people that like are consistently like just sort of cheerleaders, no matter what I do. Um, but then, yeah, like I sent, I sent this one, this one girl a message today and um, she just consistently is like positive and, and, yeah, like just, it, it's funny because like, you know, in those tough days where you're just like, it doesn't really matter what anyone says. Like, it's not, it's not necessarily going to make like this, the, the, what you're going through physically better. Um, but just like, just kind of that, like knowing that that positivity is there and knowing that like the encouragement and just the kindness and, and, um, that people are there, um, I think is, is something that that gets me every time like it and it it seems to get me on the days where I need it the most and I'm so grateful for it but that is I mean I think that's what I've said um for so long is why I I try to give back as much as I can is because I have that I have those people around um when I even when I was first diagnosed with MS like I I found those people that I could could look to and, and learn from and and and, and that, that inspired me and um, I have a family that would drop everything to be there for me and you know I have these things and I know that there are people that don't and so that is I spend an incredible amount of my time just just listening to people and being there for people and and yeah just just, just also trying to be that, that that cheerleader for people when they need it the most. And so, um, it's funny. Like when you were when you were talking, it it really made me think of um, uh, just listening to um, the interviews that my family did uh, in the documentary um, about me. And I had never really thought about it. i had never really. Th- I had also never really put myself in yes for my mom a little bit but i've never really put myself into the perspective of of you know how my family is is looking at things because for so much of my journey with ms i feel like i don't share those tough days with my family because i'm just like i you know i don't want to make them worry or i don't want to you know i there's nothing that they can do to help me so i know what it's like to feel helpless when i can't help people that I care about so I don't want to put that on other people but what I didn't realize is they're worried no matter what and it doesn't matter if they can't help me and they they feel that helpless feeling like that it's just they're 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 already thinking it or they're or they're thinking worse and so I, I really realized and I'm still not great at it um but I really realized that that I'm not protecting anyone like they're already worried about me or they're already you know, thinking that something is going on. So I might as well just tell them. And so um, it's interesting that you say that about like, you know, you you never know what, what people think about you or, or what, you know, the nice things they'll say or the boost, like at the same time, it's like, you really got to realize that like, sometimes the things that you think you're, you know, sheltering other people from or, you know, trying to protect them from are the things that they just need to hear, even though they're tough, right? Like, So yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: I completely agree. Like this past couple of years, I mean, I've seen it in other people. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in people very close to me. Just when you are struggling, just tell people. Like Mm -hmm. enroll them into what is going on for you. Just like a person would enroll a person in the exciting things, like our big goals and the things that we want to achieve or do or the places we want to go. We also have to fill people in on what is going on, what we're up against, what we're battling, what's going through our head, more often than not, in those interactions, that is like the catalyst for what might turn into reframing. Maybe there's nothing that they can do, but there's another way that we can look at it, and it'll come from that connection with with somebody in our life. Um, something that I do with all of my episodes as of late is I get my guests to give a challenge to the audience. And I think your challenge is going to be pretty cool because everything that we've talked about has been unique to the past dozen episodes, just your way of seeing life and your attitude. So with that being said, If you were to give a challenge to the audience to do something that's unique to you, that you think would genuinely improve their day or their life, what would that challenge be?
1: I'm laughing because part of me wants to be like, go eat at workshop or woodshed.
0: That counts. (laughs) They can do that. I support it.
1: (laughs) Totally kidding. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't... um, I mean, I actually, I feel like there could be so many, but, uh, um, and this is just kind of if you're, if you're in a space to be able to do so, but just like, yeah, just, I mean, look at, look at some situations in your life and just, just think about maybe how you could have done them differently or what maybe it would have looked like, or, um, yeah, like I feel like the, the interesting thing is, is, um, by like acknowledging all of these things about myself around like, you know, not feeling good enough or, you know, all these different things is I can now turn around and look at, um, you know, whether, of course my dog is right here. (laughs) Um, And sorry, you know what? Dominic, can you take her out for a sec? Of course, people, my brother's here. <laughs> but no, so if you look at like, when I think about my not feeling good enough and I think about um, the way that I've responded to people in the past, um, there's times where I have responded in a, a negative way or a certain way that I look back and I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why did I say that? Why did? Why was I hurtful? Why was I this? Why was I that? It's just to look back and to be able to have that self-awareness to to say like maybe I should have done something differently or you know maybe in this situation maybe when 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 a situation comes up and and it seems like it's it's impossible or it's annoying because it's not what you thought it was going to be just look at it and just be like okay but what can I do to make it good like what can I just or how how do I get how do I just I don't know, be, like, I don't know, flexible is the right word because sometimes just by being able to just be flexible and just go with the flow and and, and just accept it for what it is, it it becomes something that you never thought would happen. Be, and sometimes it's, it's better than what you thought would happen.
0: Definitely. I mean, it would help us move forward faster, like rather than being stuck in like our... Our space where we're facing our demons, we're able to start getting ahead and seeing some change, seeing some momentum, which is what a lot of people want in life. Momentum and purpose and feeling like they're at, at where they want to be. Um, but there's been like a handful of of wisdom nuggets that you've left with the audience (laughs) and uh life experience so I'd like to thank you so much for coming back on the show for (laughs) like episode 201 when the last time was episode 15 like that that is crazy just the amount of time I hope people go back and listen to that original episode to kind of get your full story if they're new to you and I'll definitely have your website linked in the episode description so that they can check that out as well yeah
1: that's awesome yeah uh <laughs> sorry for the dog interruption
0: <laughs> no worries but
1: there you go that is my life and we move on and we laugh about it like <laughs> absolutely <laughs>